Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. in the history of Twitter being a bigger self-own. Most of you by now will have seen this clip from a wholesome, family-friendly entertainment parade. You'd think the alphabet people and their media apologists wouldn't want to draw any more attention to it. But you'd be wrong. The coming for your children chant has been used for years at Pride events, according to long-time March attendees and gay rights activists, who said it's one of many provocative expressions used to regain control of slurs against LGBTQ people. Right, so they didn't just chant, we're coming for your children at this event, or at recent events. They've been doing it for years. Yeah, I don't think this was quite the devastating comeback you'd intended. The chant has been used for years. It's traditional. That makes it even worse then. It's not happening. It's a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's happening and it's good. Many such cases. They're coming for our children. You homophobic bigot. We're coming for your children. Mm, They've been saying that for years. It's pride culture, bigot. Oh, but they're just... regaining control of slurs. Pushing irreversible sex reassignment surgery on kids. Puberty blockers, drag queen story time. Imagine trying to contextualise the phrase we're coming for your children. And then inventing your own batch crazy conspiracy theory to con people into cognitive dissonance. But it's all just words. They don't mean anything by it. Say the same people who say words are violence when you disagree with their opinions. Twitter's community notes had a field day. First pointing out that there was zero evidence cited in the article that it had been used for years, then pointing out that it actually originated from this 2021 video. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked? Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to start taking them at face value. This is definitely one of the funniest examples of white guilt I've ever seen, and it was all caught on camera. Taken from police body cam footage, a criminal gets arrested by police after brandishing a knife and threatening to stab another man's family to death. He was arrested and charged with simple assault and terroristic threats. Following his arrest, he was transported to the DeKalb County Jail. Let's go to the squad car, please. But then the white guy who called the cops experiences instant regret when he finds out the violent criminal who potentially planned to murder his whole family is being arrested and literally starts defending him in front of the cop. But still, he, um, I will need for you to fill out a statement for him. I don't want him arrested. I just want to leave his alone. No, but he had a weapon on him and it was terrorist threats. Brandishing is not a crime with a knife. Brandishing is only a crime for a gun. Terroristic threats, though, sir. Because he said die to me? and had his knife out? I mean, come on, all he was doing was waving a knife around, screaming, die, and threatening to kill my family. Leave the poor guy alone, he's probably just having a bad day. The guy literally then starts crying because he fears the guy who threatened to kill his family might think he's racist. What, all that was done. The threats, everything. Okay. I'll get, let me get a statement. I thought you were gonna arrest him, I wouldn't call. I just wanted to leave this alone. 
I understand, but we still have a job to do. Now he's going to sit. He's going to think I'm doing this because I'm white and he's black. Man, or he's homeless and I'm not. I don't want but did that. He, but did he do what he did? Yeah, but I don't want him thinking I did it because he's in whatever situation he's in. You literally break down in tears after the cops rightfully arrest the potential murderer of your wife and kids. What is he afraid of? Being cancelled by black Twitter? Being called a male Karen by social media mobs? The moron literally thinks it's more important not to be called racist than to ensure the safety of his own family. I just wanted to leave us alone. Yeah, I just wanted the nutcase shoving a knife in my face and screaming die to be reasonable. Imagine what his wife thinks of him now. Well in a roundabout way his fears actually came true because this clip has now gone viral on Twitter. Just not for the reason he was expecting. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. That's the latest from Paul Joseph Watson. Instant regret. I gotta say I'm usually not on the side of the murderous homeless guy but in this case I, 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 I can see where he's coming from. It's all I'm It's Friday, June 30th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get everybody in the Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, three. What a show we have for you today. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, Infowars.com, band.video, Newswars.com, MadMaxWorldTV. WarRoomIsRaw.com, AmericanJournal.info. Give any idea how many ways there are to find us. We are still alive and kicking, even in this late hour. We have just so much to talk about today, lots of videos to get to. We're going to go to your phone calls quite a bit. We just, just some, just some major stories to dig our teeth into today. We have a plethora, overabundance of videos from France which is just absolutely collapsing. Maybe we'll do a little compare and contrast. We've got two neighboring countries, both embroiled in protests right now. One is uh, the Dutch farmers who are politely driving their tractors around city centers to oppose the forcible shutdown of their entire industry. Meanwhile, France is completely on fire because a criminal got shot. Just very different situations being handled very differently and the people engaged in this being treated very differently. We'll examine that in depth a little bit later. Like I said, we're going to show you lots of videos from France. Just, I mean, it, it looks like a Black Lives Matter peaceful protest. It's, it's a fiery but peaceful evening in France last night. Uh, we'll get into all of it and your calls, of course. Let's just get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. Right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 30th of June, 2023. Supreme Court guts affirmative action in college admissions. Guts them. Just gut them right open like that, won't you? Just vicious. With a samurai sword? With a samurai. Ooh, well, hey, no spoilers. No spoilers, folks. Still to come on the Daily Dispatch. Samurais doing battle on the streets of Seattle. But first, this story. The Supreme Court says colleges and universities can no longer take race into consideration as a specific basis for granting admission, a landmark decision overturning long-standing precedent that has benefited black and Latino students in higher education, which is a little bit 
questionable, actually. Actually, we're going to look into that question as to whether it even benefits black and Latino students. It may seem like it benefits them in the immediacy. In the, in the short term, it gets them into college, but has it had a positive effect? We'll take a look at that. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote the opinion for the conservative majority, saying the Harvard and University, uh, Harvard and University of North Carolina admission programs violated the Equal Protection Clause because they failed to offer measurable objectives to justify the use of race in their admissions. He said the programs involved racial stereotyping and had no specific endpoint. We'll spend probably quite a bit of time on this a little bit later. In fact, I know we will as we completely decimate the entire democratic argument for why systematic racism is good. Just an incredible, incredible world of inversion we're entering into. Meanwhile, this is just a crazy story from Zero Hedge. Biden picks up after journalist calls secret burner phone number revealed in Hunter scandal. On Sunday, investigative journalist and Clinton Cash author Peter Schweitzer revealed that Hunter Biden had been paying for a secret global phone from AT&T to the tune of $300 per month, saying, quote, we know that the laptop was Hunter's business uh, that I'm sorry. We know the laptop that Hunter business Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. Schweitzer told Fox News's Maria Bartiromo. It was from AT&T. It was $300 a month. It was a global phone where you could access somebody anywhere around the world. We shared that phone number and that account information with people in the House Oversight Committee. My hope is that they haven't, if they haven't already, they will subpoena those records because I think it would give an indication on how tight the communication was. And that may be the phone, for example, that the Ukrainian, the Burisma executive, might have used in this allegation that he talked to Joe Biden in recorded conversations. Well, now, get this, journalist John Solomon called the phone And President Joe Biden picked up. Apparently, he still has this phone and answered it when John John Solomon called it. Just insane. Quote, one of those documents got leaked to me, and and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paying for. So I figured this was my chance. I've been trying to get a fair comment from Hunter Biden, so I'm going to call that cell phone. Solomon told Real America's Voice. So I called the cell phone, and guess who picked up the phone? Joe Biden. Wouldn't you love to hear that call? Wouldn't you love to hear Joe Biden? Who is this? Where where did this phone come from? Where am I? (laughs) Apparently he hung up pretty quickly. Again, we can get a little bit more into this a little bit later. Just another, another shocking twist in the Hunter and Joe Biden corruption saga. Really incredible. Again, this next story will be... A major focus of our show today as we as the videos are coming out from this third night of rioting in France with schools and buses burned and shops looted. France was hit by a third night of riots on Thursday, which saw clashes in towns and cities across the country. Schools burned, shops looted on Paris's Rue de Rivoli. Police made almost 700 arrests across the country. Around 40,000 police were deployed on Thursday night, but it was not enough to stop trouble flaring in towns and cities across France. Buildings, including schools, were burned and police attacked with fireworks and missiles. Also, uh, giant libraries have been burnt. 
just complete insanity across the board in France. We'll get into exactly what this looks like. We talked a little bit about it yesterday and the day before. Uh, this was being reported as riot, a French youth riot after man shot by police. It paints a little bit of a different story when you completely ignore the racial dynamics at play when perhaps it'd be more appropriate to talk about migrant riots in occupied France as they burn and loot with impunity. Again, we'll get into it. Our final two stories both come from the once great city of Seattle. SPD, homeowner uses samurai sword to stab suspected burglar armed with a pitchfork. So in case you're wondering what level of uh, dystopian apocalypse we're living through, it is in fact samurai sword versus pitchfork. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for the sword battles in the street. I hope you are too. I hope you're prepared. You might have your storable food. You might have your guns and ammo. But are you ready for the melee combat that arrives when your entire society collapses? Rule of law and order breaks down and you're forced to go toe-to-toe, sword-to-sword with your enemies. <laughs> Police say a suspected burglar attacked a homeowner with a pitchfork in Seattle's Beacon Hill neighborhood. Where do you even get a pitchfork these days? I mean, where, that's the more confusing part about this. Lots of people have samurai swords. They look cool. You keep them as decoration. Who's just got pitchforks lying around? That's what I want to know. Unless you're a farmer. Not a lot of... One of these Seattle homeless farmers? Is that what we're dealing with? Is this one of the Chaz uh, homesteaders? It's just completely insane. So the man fought back with a samurai sword. Police located and detained two men. Well, detained one man and one Japanese demigod. One hero of legend. One with the sword and minor energies and the other with a stab wound to the torso. (laughs) Apparently there's body camera video of this. Shows video of the homeowner explaining the situation to officers. He's heard saying, my house has been burglarized. He was inside my house. He was inside my house, and he attacked me with a pitchfork. After investigating, the officer discovered that the suspect attempted the burglary while no one was home, but the 71-year-old homeowner came back mid-burglary from the dojo, apparently. It was just good. Just just very good luck. You know, he's coming back from his... uh, Keto training at the dojo. Just bad luck for that burglar. Where's my pitchfork? Quick! Just insane. Uh, we'll cover the last story on the other side. Stay with us. But before we go to break, please remember we're listener supported. We're not subscriber based. We're supported by you buying products at InfoWarsStore.com and they're excellent. We're selling out of X3. It's our best seller. We have to end the sale because at current sales rates in two weeks, it'll be gone. Try iodine, incredible for your immune system, your electrochemical activity, every cell in the body, it's essential. Without it, without iodine, you die. That's why they're targeting iodine, taking it out of the diet. You need it. They put the bad halogens in to block the iodine and the chlorine, the fluoride, the bromine. You need this product. It takes about two weeks to kick in on average. Take a few drops a day. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. And it's 25% off. It is your last chance. Discover the power of activated iodine. Try iodine, true nascent on iodine takes your system just to the next level. 
InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back folks finishing off our daily dispatch here meanwhile in seattle all elsewhere an epic hand-to-hand combat between samurai sword and pitchfork takes place seattle police are busy hunting down the real criminals seattle police hunt for perpetrator of skid marks on pride crosswalk Police in the Seattle area have issued a call for help in their hunt for a dangerous criminal who left tire marks on the road, folks. He just happened to do it over a rainbow crosswalk. The cops are looking for the driver of a white Toyota Sequoia, who they want to charge with crimes of reckless driving and malicious mischief for vandalizing the crosswalk, which has been in place since the beginning of the month. During the unveiling of the crosswalk, The council member stated that the inclusive progress pride flag symbolizes the value and beautiful diversity of all LGBTQIA2-S people. Okay. Now, I've never seen this before. 2-S? Is that – what is that? I don't – I'm not – looks a lot like my car. (laughs) I've not been in Seattle recently. That is not me. What is the two is the is the minus sign another particular gender or sexual sexuality? Is negative S a type of sexuality now? You need a degree in geometry just to figure out what the hell these people are talking about. Adding that symbols matter in the installation of this crosswalk is the only way that the city is is one way that the city is working to create an inclusive and belonging place for all community members. Unless you, you know, are Christian or disagree with this, in which case uh, the police are actually asking for you to um, surrender quietly. If you could just turn yourself in, uh, then they'll put you in jail for disagreeing, and then it will be a place of inclusivity for everybody. It's a place of inclusivity for everybody once you run everybody who disagrees with you out of the, out of the place. <laughs> So there you go. 
so there you go. That's your Daily Dispatch. Today's Daily Dispatch brought to you, of course, by InfoWarsStore.com. That's where you go to support us and everything that we do here. And what a better way to celebrate the independence that our forefathers fought and won for us in 1776 than support this singular outlet for the American spirit that tries as hard as we possibly can to embody and foster the spirit of 1776. What better way is there to honor the founding fathers, their spirit of resistance and liberty as they founded a new country than to support maybe the only people in the media these days that the founding fathers would actually give a solid thumbs up to? I really, I really, really believe that. Honestly, I really believe that if they were to come back and you just showed them, like, the media landscape, be George Washington, like, who's this Alex Jones guy again? What army does he lead? What's his rank? (laughs) I'd like to meet this man. So support the spirit of 1776 by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Take advantage of our Independence Day sale. All, just about every product on the site is on sale up to 60% off. Plus, you're getting double Patriot points as you do your patriotic duty in supporting the inheritance that our forefathers left for us. Now, folks, we try to start shows generally on a high note. On a good note, if there's a recent skit that's come out, something funny, just so we can start off this early in the morning, not as such a downer. Unfortunately, you know, with as much right-wing comedy as there is these days, there's not like a daily supply. The, the demand exceeds the supply in this situation. But luckily for us, thank goodness, we have a comedian in office who provides us with an endless deluge of hilarity. Joe Biden wants it just every single day. I mean, literally, we should, it, from now on, we'll start every single show, Daily Dispatch first, immediately followed by Joe Biden Clown Hour, where we just watch Joe Biden being an absolute embarrassing clown over and over and over. Every single day, there's multiple videos of Joe Biden being an absolutely embarrassing mess. He's also being a tyrannical bastard, so we'll get to that in just a second. But first, let's start with the funny stuff, shall we? (laughs) First, let's go to uh, clip number three here. This is Biden yesterday on the TV. Confusing the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Ah, close enough. Let's watch. Some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, if I say it's anti-democratic, then it gets <laughs> in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is it's its value system is different. And, and its, its respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as embracing of, of all what I think the, con- the Constitution says, we hold these truths to be self all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator. It's a uni- uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to it. We never walked away from it. And this court seems to say that, no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over in 1860. Um, 
You know, I, I just think it's um, this is not your father's Republican Party. Wow, what a good point. No, I hadn't thought of it that way. Really enlightening. Thank you for that. It took him a minute to say that. That was one minute of uh, airtime there that he spent. What? <laughs> what did he? What was that? Uh, come again, Joe? Can you try that again? What war did we fight in 1960? Run that by me one more time. Constitution, Declaration of Independence. I mean, when you're burning both of them, like what's the what's the difference, right? I mean, there's one that was written by you know, white racists and must be destroyed. And the other one was written by white racists and must be destroyed. So, yeah, tomato, tomato, I guess, at the end of the day. But that wasn't the most embarrassing part of that little conversation. God only knows what they were even talking about right there, what he was trying to express. Honestly, couldn't tell you. It's not your Republicans party. Something about respect for institutions. Something about it not being democratic, but he's not allowed to say that or he'll get in trouble. I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Then he ends the uh, interview in sort of the most hilarious way possible. Clip number six here. It's Biden just walking off the set before the interview's over. Very confusing. Let's watch. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. to have thank you. It's thank great you. To thank, have you. You. thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Okay, bye, Joe. Um, we'll have reaction <laughs> and announce. Okay, bye. Can we bring that one back and give it a, a nice little you know, replay? Should we roll that one again? Should we watch that one again? Yeah. Can we? Here's Joe Biden just getting up and leaving. While ironically, she reads off the teleprompter. Don't go anywhere. Let's watch. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great to have you. Thank 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 you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have a reaction and announce. This is the biggest sale of the year so far. The July 4th super sale just started yesterday, up to 60% off and double Patriot points. And remember, orders $50 or more get free shipping as well. Brainforce Plus, 50% off. Brainforce Ultra, 50% off. Probiotic Fiber, 50% off. Immune Support, 50% off. Organic Green Fiber Cats, 50% off. Ultimate Fish Oil, 40% off. Ultimate Bone Broth, 40% off. That's got to get that. That's selling out. Down and Out Sleep Support, back in stock, 40% off. Superfilm Vitality, it's the same as the Mel Vitality, but the Mel sold out. 60% off. Ultimate Krill Oil, so good for your immune system, your body, your brain, your heart. 60% off. Turbo Force, 10 hours clean energy, 25% off selling out. X3, selling out. The Clean Iodine, the Missing Link, 25% off. Vitamin D3 gummies, all of it. Whole food multivitamins, all InfoWars MD products, all Dr. Jones Naturals, 30% off. It's all there. InfoWars Platinum products, 25% off. The best deals you're going to find, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The top story today was the major Supreme Court decision that occurred yesterday. Supreme Court guts affirmative action in college admissions. Supreme Court says colleges and universities can no longer take race into consideration as a specific basis for granting admission. 
a landmark decision overturning longstanding precedent that has, quote, benefited black and Latino students in higher education. Has it, though? We'll answer that question in just a moment. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote the opinion for the conservative majority, saying that Harvard saying the Harvard and University of North Carolina admissions programs violated the Equal Protections Clause because they failed to offer measurable objectives to justify the use of race. He said the programs involved racial stereotyping and had no specific endpoint. Yeah, obviously. Harvard and UNC admission programs cannot be reconciled with the guarantees of the Equal Protection Clause, he says. Both programs lack sufficiently focused and measurable objections warranting the use of race, unavoidably employ race in a negative manner, involve racial stereotyping, and lack meaningful endpoints. We have never permitted admission programs to work that way, and we will not do so today, Roberts said. Shocking. Just a, a shocking glimmer of common sense from a major branch of our government. Democrats, of course, extremely upset that they've outlawed racism. Very unfortunate for them. The majority opinion claims that the court cannot expressly over, uh, was not expressly overturning prior cases authorizing race-based affirmative action and suggested that how race has affected an applicant's life can still be part of their application of how their application is considered. But even if the court did not formally end race-based affirmative action in higher education, its analysis will make it practically impossible for colleges and universities to take race into account as the three Democratic appointees stressed in dissent. But, 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 but what if they want to be racist? No, but what if they want to keep out a particular race? White people. It's about hating white people. You know, one thing we need to sort of understand here is that the words that we're using are not – the words as they're intended to be used. These are trans words that we're dealing with. They might look like words with particular meanings, but they're in disguise. They're, they have trans definitions here. So when they say diverse, what they mean is not white. Now, that's not what the word diverse means. If I say I have a diverse selection of jelly beans and they're all red, you'd say you're using that word wrong. But if you say we have a very diverse group of students here and they're all black, that makes sense in this new trans definition word. Just so we're clear, so we're perfectly clear. You see this all the time. It's like this is diversity at work, and it's literally just like a picture of a bunch of black people doing something. It's like that's – I do not think that the word means what you think it means. But this, of course – just like every decision the Supreme Court makes is being met with just hysterical anger by the Democrats. Yeah, by the way, can you guess which Supreme Court justices voted in favor of affirmative action? Well, it wasn't the black guy. <laughs> that's, that's for damn sure. Because he got there on merit. <laughs> Yeah, no, it turns out the diversity hires were uh, in favor of affirmative action. What a, what a shocking surprise. You can see here the, um, the breakdown of it. All the white people being against affirmative action, plus Clarence Thomas, who, of course, got there on merit. But everybody else against it. Shocking. Shocking, I say. The hysterical outrage has been 
just as intense and apocalyptic, apoplectic as, again, every decision the Supreme Court makes that is not completely in line with the most extreme stances of the Democratic Party. I mean, it doesn't seem all that complicated. The way I would put it, if I was running for president, the way I would put it would be zero tolerance discrimination policy. Just zero tolerance for discrimination. If you can ever, if you are ever taken to court and somebody can prove that you discriminated against them because of any of their immutable characteristics, their religion, their race, their you know, physical appearance, then you're in trouble. Like that should, should just be illegal. With affirmative action, they're like, yeah, but unless we discriminate against white people, what about that? That's fine, right? That's good. It's just like, no, it's not actually. <laughs> Sorry. You just can't do it. I mean, maybe there could even be like some sort of Bitcoin uh, blockchain anonymized process where people have to, if you're applying for a job or for school, you have to provide just like an anonymous ID number that's completely unrelated to who you are as a person. So they literally just have to look at like your work, your academic achievements, your writing abilities. But like a way that just completely masks your race. It cannot be, you know, your name. They don't even have your names. They can't say, oh, this sounds like a black name. Better not hire them or better hire them. We'll get diversity points. Like what about just zero tolerance discrimination? What about just no discriminating positive or negative? Seems reasonable to me. But reasonableness is not a part of the conversation these days. Joe Biden has, of course, taken this opportunity to basically decry and and denounce the entire american political system and its carefully orchestrated set of checks and balances so let's go now to clip number five biden rushed i mean he could not have more quickly struggled to the podium to give a speech denouncing the supreme court for daring to oppose the fabricated liberal hegemony in this country clip number five is biden openly calling on universities to defy the ruling by the supreme court let's watch where a student grew up and went to high school it means understanding the particular hardships that each individual student has faced in life including racial discrimination that individuals have faced in their own lives the court says quote nothing in this opinion should be construed as prohibiting universities from considering an application's discussion of how race has affected his or her life. But it's, it's through, but be it through discrimination or inspiration or otherwise, end of quote. Because the truth is, we all know it, discrimination still exists in America. Discrimination still exists in America. Sorry, what, one more discrimination time. Discrimination still exists in America. Oh, okay. Today. If you say it three times, it becomes true. Yeah, it did until yesterday when the Supreme Court said you can't do that anymore. Yeah, discrimination did exist in America. It was called affirmative action, and the Supreme Court just put an end to it. You cranky old moron. Of course, Harvard is following this line. Harvard loses no time in calling attention to a loophole, saying they will comply with it. 
Harvard University put out this statement. Dear members of the Harvard community, today the Supreme Court delivered its decision in this court case. The court held that Harvard College admissions systems does not comply with the principles of the Equal Protection Clause embodied in Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. The court also ruled that colleges and universities may consider in admission decisions an applicant's discussion of how race affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise. We will certainly comply with this court's decision. Yeah, we'll stick to the letter of the law, but not the spirit. And here's a signal out to any of those potential applicants to Harvard. Time for you to pick up the torch. It's time for you to make your race and your immutable characteristics a central theme of your application so we can use that as an excuse to further discriminate against white people in this country. Wink, wink. We're higher education. We think we're smarter than everybody else. Uh, These people are awful. And... Yeah, Joe Biden is basically co-signing this. Let's go down to clip number nine, where Joe Biden says the Supreme Court is not a normal court, apparently. Let's watch. The Supreme Court has broken to question its own legitimacy. Is this a rogue court? A rogue court. This is not a normal court. It is a completely normal court. This is how the Democrats work. Disagree with them? You're rogue. You're a domestic terrorist. You must be destroyed. InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation. And so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation. And you can make it one time or recurring. You have a little profile there, canceling time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it, you just click it and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees that are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The big July 4th cell is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Man, what a what an effect this conservative Supreme Court has had. What a series of victories. Tacked on to the scoreboard under the name President Donald Trump. 
mean, how many landmark rulings have they overturned or severely curtailed in just the last little while? I mean, they're not perfect. They aren't 100% on everything. But abortion, affirmative action, well, I mean, what's next? What other next destructive liberal policy is against the wall for the patriots on the Supreme Court to uh, fire on? Of course, what we're really seeing here is that there's a severe and perhaps unbridgeable gap between the institutions that ostensibly run our country and the ones that really run our country, right? The level of disrespect for the Supreme Court has been at astonishing levels for a while. We see how like every time they make a decision, it's, it's people like AOC or Joe Biden or any Democrat extremist or moderate saying they're illegitimate. It's just like, doesn't it just remind you of playing games with the kid that's not really your friends but hangs out around you? It, It just reminds me of like trying to play video games with somebody and every time they lose there's like, it's not fair. The, the game is rigged. It's like, just stop complaining. You lose sometimes. You lose sometimes. That's how it goes. You, you don't make excuses or act like you're an aggrieved party because you lost. But that's what they do. And then on top of that, they have subverted basically all of the major institutions from academia to the corporate world. So what happens when they allow states to ban abortion? You have companies offering cash bonuses to their employees to travel out of state and get abortions because nothing says we love our employees like terminating their child so they don't miss more work. You've got the the underground abortion railroad. People have to – they have to travel up to three hours to kill their baby. How will they survive? Or you have activist groups mailing out abortion pills and other ESG programs. Again, just circumventing, curtailing, just going around the law. Because after all, they're in an ideological framework where they are the ultimate good. They are goodness itself. So who are they to listen to laws or respect the opinions of their fellow Americans. They can and will subvert the law at every opportunity. So in a very similar way to the abortion situation, law changes and corporations and activist groups and NGOs and domestic terrorists and baby killers and Satanists uh, come together to circumvent and, and skirt around the law in the same way with the affirmative action they're able to use their rhetorical magic to say, well, actually, your decision means we can keep doing what we were doing and we're going to. That's why, like, I don't know, Supreme Court, maybe it needs to come along with, like, some massive severe penalty. I don't understand how it doesn't. I mean, if they're ruling that Harvard has systematically discriminated against people on the basis of race, 
for a while and is now pledging to continue to do so? How much money does Harvard get from the government? Take it all. I mean, does the, does the government not garner your wages if there's some decision against you? If Harvard has been breaking the law systematically, knowingly, continues to still do it, can the government not shut down their bank account like they did the truckers in Canada? I mean, can we not have some force behind this? Maybe we could if we actually had a f- functional and reasonable federal government, but instead we have one branch of the government who has been systematically and really impressively consolidating power into itself, the executive branch, as they usurp the power of the Congress for oversight, things like DOJ and the FBI, as they withhold information from the congressional oversight in order to continue their illicit activities, as they interfere with elections and seem above the law, as they continue their march, as the places like the CDC and others enact censorship and tyrannical measures across the board with absolutely no pushback like this is the legitimate collapse of our democracy of our governmental system and its checks and balances they're being eroded the powers of the various branches are being usurped by the executive branch and now the executive branch disagrees with the decision from the supreme court and instead of understanding that that is in fact a crucial necessary and central part of the formation of our government they decide to try to claim that it's illegitimate somehow It's dangerous. They're terrorists. And the executive branch is attempting to, by fiat, usurp the power of them as well. Or as Babylon B puts it, Harvard to get around affirmative action ban by asking you whether you prefer barbecue ranch or soy sauce. (laughs) They're like, we can't we can't ask about race, but we can ask about how comfortable they are getting their hair wet. We are we, – we can ask to see their Spotify playlists, and maybe that will give us insight into whether they are the good race or the bad race. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, again, the, in the way this is being reported, right, they're talking about diversity. They're talking about uh, how this is going to make things less diverse. Uh, these words are not the appropriate words to use. These are the wrong words. Those aren't the only words they are using in completely inverted and backwards ways. New York Times says this court's ruling against the two universities on Thursday could lead to an admission system that is even more subjective and mysterious as colleges try to follow the law, but also admit a diverse class of students. See, when they say subjective, what they mean is objective. See, when they say the word subjective, what they mean is the exact opposite of the word subjective they mean objective (laughs) subjective would be you take the the subject into account objective means that you're making a decision regardless of who the person is and you know what their melanin makeup might happen to be so it's just the way it's being reported right just literally the complete opposite of what reality is cnn writes this opinion supreme court rewrites american society once again yeah back to how it was when it worked Rewriting it back from when you guys rewrote it. See, America was a thing. Then you guys came along, forcibly twisted and perverted and deranged it into a different thing, a thing that doesn't work, a thing that causes nothing but strife and pain and misery and annoyance. 
a lot of the time. And now we're reverting it back to how it was before you people got involved. These are people who just like their entire purpose is rewriting American society forcibly and without the consent or desire of the American people. And when you resist that, they tell you you're the one changing it for the worse, despite the fact that you can ask basically anybody at any time whether this is whether America is better for all of their intervention, whether America functions better, the society operates in a more prosperous, friendly joyful way now that we've had several decades of your insistent meddling is it better are things better or is literally everything worse i think we know the answer to that now in the next segment the beginning of the second hour i'm going to play a clip from it's got to be the early 90s of one mr thomas soul as he actually settled this argument decades ago about affirmative action and about whether or not it's even beneficial to the people that it is ostensibly there to serve. So I'm excited to play that. And again, it just, it really is the final word on the matter. We could just play that for the Supreme court and the decision would have been made probably a lot quicker, but we'll answer that question. Was Affirmative action, a positive for the people that it affected. Spoiler alert, the answer is a resounding no. In the meantime, please go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here, which is simply to revert back to the old ways, the old America, the old humanity, the old spirit, both refined and savage. Go to InfoWarsStore.com support this quest to reinstate humanity in a world bereft of such things. is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD good night's sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back. This is a great song coming up. Exactly how I feel. This should be the theme of the show. This is the song I'm thinking of, right? I don't want to fight anymore. I'm sick of fighting. All this pointless fighting that we're going through. Can't we both be right? 
shakes. You're right. Once again. Song goes, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm so bad at music, I can't recognize songs at all. But it's true. It actually is a good way to, to intro this little segment that we're talking about. Because everything today, from the media to politics, is framed as an us versus them fight to the death. It's framed as if... If, if black people aren't getting special treatment, it's because white people are evil. If white people outnumber black people in some certain aspect of society, it's evidence of racism and the entire structure must be torn down. The reality is, and the way I think about this, completely decoupled from the false dichotomies of the mainstream theocracy, is what is best for all of these people as individuals, as groups – what is best for them? I want what's best for my fellow Americans, black, white, Mexican, Chinese. It doesn't matter who you are, but each group has you know, particular aspects to it that make it different than other groups, obviously. right? It doesn't mean you hate that group for acknowledging that. It doesn't mean that you don't want that group to succeed because you don't think letting them cheat is a good thing to do. And so when you actually ask that question, when you actually see it not as a zero-sum, dog-eat-dog, us-versus-them mentality, and instead honestly consider the question, what is best for the people for whom these policies are created, the answer is resoundingly clear. Affirmative action, total negative, just absolute negative across the board for a variety of different ways, but you don't need to hear me explain it. Let's Go now to clip number 13. This is the great luminary Thomas Sowell. I believe back in the 1990s when affirmative action was being discussed, decimating affirmative action not on a us-versus-them platform, but by simply asking, is this even a good thing for the people it's supposed to help? Let's watch. Judge Bork has said he prefers the original non-discrimination concept of affirmative action. This means that he would permit the, uh, and would actively permit uh, active recruitment of, uh, recruitment of qualified minorities, among other things. The alternative, as you know, is some form of mandatory proportional representation for minorities, or quotas, to put it in one word. Now, you, do you believe that mandatory proportional representation benefits minorities? No. In fact, I think one of the great handicaps that uh, blacks and other minorities face across the country is that they are systematically mismatched with universities in the admissions process. That is, if, if Harvard feels that it must have X percent of blacks, and if the pool is such that they can't get X percent of blacks at the same level as the rest of the Harvard students, they're going to take those blacks who would have succeeded in some state university and bring them to Harvard, where many of them will fail. Or MIT is a better example, that the average black student at MIT is in the bottom 10 percent of M MIT students in math. But he is in the top 90% of all American students in math because MIT students are so phenomenal in mathematics. Something like one-fourth of all the black students going to MIT do not graduate. You're talking about a pool of people who scored the 90th percentile in math whom you are artificially turning into failures by mismatching them with the school. 
back in the much earlier, you had a great increase of blacks in the universities through the GI Bill. You had nothing like that kind of attrition from that process because the, the student went wherever he could be accepted, wherever he met the normal standards, and the government simply paid the money. It's not good for anybody, folks. Thank God it's over for now unless the universities get their Watching the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal has begun. Still so much to talk about on today's program. And we move now to international news. What's happening in France and the rest of Europe is something to behold. France was hit with a third night of riots on Thursday, which saw clashes in towns and cities across the country, schools burned, and shops looted on Paris's Rue de Rivoli. Police made almost 700 arrests across the country. President Emmanuel Macron will on Friday afternoon chair another crisis meeting after a third night of riots following the death of a 17-year-old at the hands of police. On the agenda will be whether to impose a state of emergency, as politicians on the right are calling for. Around 40,000 police were deployed on Thursday night, but it was not enough to stop trouble flaring in towns and cities across France. Buildings, including uh, schools and libraries, were burned and police attacked with fireworks and missiles. In total, seven, uh, 667 people were arrested. Interior Minister Darmain announced and 247 police officers injured in what he called a night of rare violence. We have videos of the. This is the initial shooting that took place that sparked all of this. We've seen a lot of unrest in France recently about pensions, about migrants, about all sorts of stuff. This is something a little bit different. This is more like your American-style BLM burn everything down because a criminal got shot type of riot going on. It's a race riot. It's a migrant series of migrant riots. Here they are. Uh, breaking into the police station. I mean, scenes very, very reminiscent of what happened in the summer of 2020. There you've got some non-native French occupiers throwing things at police, fighting them. I mean, isn't it, in- isn't it interesting how this works? Isn't it interesting that People say we don't have a global government, yet it seems like all of these disseparate nations are all going through exactly the same thing at exactly the same time. Isn't that curious? So let's keep going through some of these videos, tons of videos of this. Let's go to – I think we just played this, but clip 16, a large shopping center in the suburbs of Paris, completely destroyed by fire. Fiery but peaceful. Fiery but peaceful. Uh conflagration there 40,000 police sent to confront french protesters you can see a uh, clip 15 here it looks like a absolute war zone as crowds of police but you know this is diversity this is globalism right this is your country on globalism they might preach diversity and togetherness and equity but then you fall for the lie you buy into their deception and what you end up with is Foreign populations forcibly transferred onto your soil, mobs of angry non-citizens burning your city down and corresponding battalions of police rushing in to put the boot on 
any dissent and then blaming the right wing for it. Probably there you saw a guy shooting a gun into the air. Here more just mob looting taking place. Clip number 19 is pretty amazing. Let's bring the audio up for clip number 19. As a sports car crashes through the front of a building, the mob enters in. No justice, no peace, right? I mean, this is is how you get justice. This is some sort of statement about the treatment of teenagers by police. No, it's an excuse to riot, and that's what they're doing. Smashing up a Nike store in central Paris, Clip 21. Just everything's on fire. Okay, so that's the... uh, that's the Nike store, which apparently is very offensive to them. Clip 22, looting violent riots spread to several cities in France. Yeah, it's that, oh, ah, ah, gay Paris. I just love hearing that beautiful French language. I love, I love my... Protesters are now seizing weapons and ammunition from police vehicles in France. Here's clip number 23. So, you know, it's it's now a well-armed military mob. As again, just foreign imports, people, right? It's a little bit different. Either they're they're burning a train. That train, I don't know, loves the cops or something. There's no reason behind it, right? There's no logic to this. Here they're burning the largest library in Marseille called the Alcazar. So there you go. Burning that, and there's a here gigantic pillar of smoke. If you're a radio listener, you really got to go to Bandai Video and see these videos because they are something else. So there's just some of the latest here. But you get also very illuminating responses to this by the authorities in France. Now, it's got to be embarrassing for old Macron because he's been forced to leave some uh, globalist confab somewhere else to return home to deal with the consequences of a previous globalist confab. It's got to be embarrassing. You're, you're hanging out with all your friends. And you're like, ah, sorry, I can't stay. I know, I know we're supposed to do that thing tomorrow, but it's like, my policies have led to the entire country burning and everybody hates each other and my country's on the brink of civil war. I, just, I think I got to go home. I think I got to go home early a little bit, you guys. Sorry, it's a crisis. Soccer blue. Yeah, but you could have never predicted this. Would oh, happen. Yeah. Like never. Who would have thought? Actually, funny enough, these riots, they resemble like when the migrants actually came into France. We were playing videos where like they were like running you know, into the country and they were like super pumped to be there. They're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I wonder how that's going to end. Yeah. It ends about as you expect. So again, illuminating is the word to describe the reaction to this because you've got basically two reactions. One that is in tune with and acknowledges and exists within the realm of reality. And then you've got the mainstream response. So You see what's happening there. You literally have mobs of tens of thousands of Africans, North Africans, and Middle Easterners running around, firing guns in the air, robbing police district precincts, burning libraries, setting fire to things because a 17-year-old got shot 
uh, again, apparently he was shot while like trying to run over people. So he was an Algerian youth named Nahel M. And the report is that he endangered cyclist and pedestrian before being shot by police and also has a very long criminal history. 17 years old, he has a long criminal history. The 17-year-old French-Algerian Nahal M., who was shot and killed by a police officer as the suspect raced away from a traffic stop, reportedly endangered a cyclist and a pedestrian before the shooting. The fact may complicate the subsequent arrest of the decorated police officer in the case who has been charged with homicide. And now, because he is uh, an immigrant, they are rioting over this and acting like this shooting was is somehow, again, just, you know, the consequence of or the reaction of uh, a racist society. I mean, it's just it's exactly the same playbook as Black Lives Matter. It's exactly the same playbook as all these things. But here's the here's the dichotomy. OK, this is Zamor, who is a far right extremist French politician who clearly just has a appropriate and accurate view of this situation. He says on the riots, quote, we are in the early stages of a civil war. That's obvious. It's an ethnic war. We can see clearly that it's a race war. We see what forces are involved. We need somebody determined and firm. The problem above all is the number of immigrants. Yeah, seems reasonable, seems to be reflective of the evidence before our eyes. And you can compare and contrast that with Macron's reaction to this outbreak of ethnic violence, Macron announces more police will be deployed to control riots, calls on parents to prevent their children from participating, and says video games have intoxicated the rioters. Lol. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, it's actually... I don't know why they're rioting. I, I kind of... This is an offhanded comment, but... If you think about it, France is no more dangerous than the countries that they've fled, right? Wow, it's almost like it's the people, not the country, that, that bring the violence. Incredible. This is shocking, a shocking revelation. Hey, maybe it's just a second French revolution. Maybe when they're saying Allah Akbar, that's French for uh, liberty, fraternity, equality. You know, maybe this is, uh, they're, they're freedom fighters, or maybe they're violent riders riding for a criminal. Maybe that's what it is. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. 
And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We'll move on here in just a second from the French chaos, but there is a few more. There are a few more things that I want to mention about this. We'll do a little compare and contrast as well. But it really can't be overstated what a gigantic disaster France is right now. Zero Hedge has the story. France has fallen. Dramatic footage shows social unrest spreading in third night. Police killing of a 17-year-old during a traffic stop on Tuesday has unleashed three consecutive days of social unrest across France. More than 600 people were arrested. Others say 800 people, with a majority of them between the ages of 14 and 18. The unrest is so bad that President Emmanuel Macron left an EU summit in Brussels where he will hold another emergency security meeting Friday, AFP reported, citing his office. So, yeah, that's the, that's the meeting I'm talking about. He had to leave. Pretty intense, pretty intense racial and ethnic conflict completely created, fabricated by the globalist importation of millions upon millions of Incompatible foreigners into the, the French nation. France now, the largest Islamic nation in Europe. I won't get into it too much here, but the history between Algeria and France, it's a very interesting one. It's very interesting. There was a video that, that went viral a few years ago, and it was misnamed, it was mistitled, and it was originally before it was like Muslim invaders destroy Virgin, uh, Virgin Mary statue in Italy. And it was supposed to show like Muslims destroying Christian relics. And, and it turned out it was actually a video from Algeria. I started looking into it and it's like the French built Algeria. <laughs> Algeria was not doing too well. It was literally a, a pirate camp before the French came in, literally built their entire country for them. And now they're being invaded by the uh, Algerians. Uh, again, I won't get too, too far into the history of Algeria, but you see things on the internet. I actually had a uh, tweet in our daily dispatch yesterday, or in the, the rundown yesterday, at harrisonshillsmith.substack.com, where it was a Muslim guy, and, and you know, again, they'll talk about diversity, they'll talk about uh, the future is diverse and Europe is changing. It's going through a transformation right now. But then every once in a while you get some like public intellectual Muslim who just like takes the mask off and is just like Europe destroyed Africa. So now it's time for payback. And I was like, literally the quote, he was literally like Europe destroyed Africa. So now it's our turn. It's like, okay, mask off. First of all, you are not interested in 
helping or building Europe or being a part of Europe. You're on like a revenge mission. You're on like a, a mission of destruction here. And it's predicated on the idea that Europe destroyed Africa. When then you look at the history of Africa and it's like Algeria was in total poverty and was just a bunch of Barbary pirates constantly taking European slaves and selling them to Arabs. And then the French showed up and built the entire city from the ground up and made it beautiful and wonderful and then left <laughs> and then left the place and gave it to you. So the whole thing is is nonsensical, absurd, and just a form of neo-colonialism. And it's it is interesting because you know I'm against, I'm against colonialism, obviously, right? I wouldn't want to be colonized, so why would I want somebody else to be colonized? Treat as you would like to be treated. It's not that complicated. I don't want some foreign power coming with advanced technology and subjecting me to its rules that are counter to my own beliefs i'm against colonization but at least if you're gonna have colonization and you look at the two forms of colonization i'd rather have the european style where they are ostensibly are like we have the white man's burden we're coming to help you build up your civilization from savagery and treat you the christian ways like at least they're you know even though they're robbing people even though they're using you know, military force to subject people to their will. Like, I'm against all that. At least they put on the sheen of, like, we're here to help. I sort of prefer that over just, like, blatant, like, we're coming to tear things down. You destroyed us, now we're coming to destroy you. It's like, you could at least pretend. You could at least pretend that what you're doing is, <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the colonist now. Look at me, I'm the colonist now. As they're just, like, being rescued from a, a dinghy that's, slowly sinking in the ocean i am the colonist should we get into tunis and algeria what tunisia was like before colonization we, we don't have to get into it no but let's compare and contrast these two forms of protesting that are taking place in neighboring countries we see the protest in france it looks an awful lot like Civil War looks an awful lot like senseless, mindless looting, violence for the sake of violence. It spreads into Belgium. Wonderful. It's an international movement for equality, I'm sure. We can compare that to the farmers in the Netherlands. So do a little comparing contrast. And remember, which one of these protests the media demonizes and calls terrorists and say we must censor them and stop them from organizing and arrest the leaders of. Which one of these do you think is the bad type of protest according to the people in charge? First, let's go to the, the French uh, videos here just to, to remind you of what we're, what we're dealing with. Clip 22 or clip 19, any of them really. Clip 19. Uh, let's compare and contrast. Clip, clip 19, which is this. So this is the French form of protesting, okay? Some teenager got shot, so now they're driving sports cars through the front of stores and looting them in a raucous attitude of excitement. Compare that to the evil, bad right-wing protesters in the Netherlands, clip number 10. Here are the uh, Dutch farmers protesting. Beep, beep, honk, honk. Hello. 
please don't take our lifestyles. Yes, hello, we like our farms. Please don't drive us off the land. We brought our tractor to show you how mad we are. This is a protest. What's happening in France is a riot. This is peaceful resistance, free speech, demanding redress of grievances. What's happening in France is an orgy of violence, fire, chaos, burning, destruction. Okay? And the farmers are the ones that the media tells you to worry about. The farmers are the ones that get the government cracking down on them. And they really are. Farmers on front line as Dutch divided on war by, uh, by war on nitrogen pollution. Seven arrested in fresh protest by Dutch farmers. Dutch police arrested seven people and two officers were injured on Thursday as angry farmers renews their protest campaign against the government's environmental plans. Several hundred farmers gathered. Previous protests against plans to cut livestock numbers and possibly close farms to meet emission targets have attracted global attention. Riot police with shields and batons at one point stopped a group of farmers from walking to the Dutch parliament where lawmakers were debating the farm plans. It's a little bit different. Different of an attitude. Which one do you think will get a, uh, results? In the short time we have, I can't get into all the incredible ingredients and super female vitality. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about the ingredients, look them up for yourself, and then understand this is cold-pressed herbs, so it has a more powerful effect in the body. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Super Mel Vitality is selling out. It's an incredible formula for stamina, energy, libido. Only a few hundred bottles left. But the good news is we have several thousand bottles left of Super Female Vitality. That's the same formula. It boosts men. It boosts women. It works great. But women like pink labels. Men like different color labels. So it works for men as well. It's the same formula. It's an incredible formula. And it funds our operation. And here's another important part of the overall information it's 50 percent off for a limited time so get your super female vitality for men and women at infowarstore.com right now for 50 percent off and it funds the infowar super female vitality 50 percent off for a limited time at infowarstore.com infowars.com is tomorrow's news today tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls right now. We'll be taking your calls throughout the rest of the show today. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call here on American Journal about any and all topics. Still have so so very much to talk about the war in Ukraine, the looming specter of nuclear war with Russia over so-called democracy. And that's worth keeping in mind as we continue our discussion about what exactly is going on in Europe. As after all, the democratic country that we have to save because if Democracy dies in Ukraine. It dies everywhere. If we don't fight them over there, we're going to have to fight them over here. You still falling for this? You still an idiot? I can still say these things? You nod along? Okay, great. I'm going to keep saying it because I'm the military-industrial complex, and you're a sheep. Just insane. Just absolutely beyond 
anything beyond anything we've, we've like at least at least they had the decency and respect for the american people to pull off the weapons of mass destruction hoax in 2001 2003 they don't even do that anymore it's like take me out to dinner first guys if you're going to launch a destructive decades-long war that impoverishes america ruins our reputation overseas kills hundreds of thousands at least do some sort of hoax to get us into it they didn't even bother they're just doing it (laughs) they just launched a war and you're not allowed to ask questions as to why feels disrespectful to me of course this is all in line with the uh, world economic forum designs for humanity and we'll get into that a little bit more as the summer davos meeting of the world economic forum is kicked off in china we're getting video out of it that means we don't have to speculate anymore we don't have to try to figure out what these people are up to they're telling us and you notice you 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 notice what doesn't happen often in china what we're seeing in france certainly not what we're seeing in the, the netherlands resistance to the government widespread anger at policy people standing up against their rulers well not in china no no this is a problem they're about to solve worldwide according to the world economic forum but bbc news has this article from just 12 hours ago far-right parties on the rise across europe i wonder why gee i wonder why i mean you could look at the last month of news out of places like france where you've got you know, a, a madman terrorist running around stabbing children in their strollers. When you've got a 17-year-old career criminal attempting to run over a cyclist and a child getting shot by cops and your entire country going up in flames as a result. You could look at the outcome of the policies that are pursued by the left, and that might give you some insight into why people are turning away from the left right now. Or you could claim it's because Hitler has been reborn somewhere. You could claim it's the Nazis all over again, which kind of is. Far-right parties on the rise across Europe. France is on a knife edge, holding its breath as unrest spreads across the country, bursting out of the Ben-Louise, the often socially neglected suburbs, after the fatal shooting this week of a 17-year-old from French-Algerian family by police near Paris. These types of riots are not unheard of in France, but the intensity of feeling taking hold across the country, whether amongst, amongst those sympathizing with the police or with the ghettos and the victim's family, hasn't been witnessed in France since summer 2005. And while President Macron visibly struggles to get the situation under control, his political nemesis on the far right, Marine Le Pen, with her tough-on-security anti-immigration message, may well end up benefiting in the polls. Well, my God, you're saying that this catastrophic situation brought about by policies has people looking to politicians with different policies yeah that's extremely reasonable absolutely nothing wrong with that look around europe right now north south east and west and you see far right parties of different flavors nostalgic nationalists populist nationalists ultra conservative with neo-fascist roots and more enjoying a notable resurgence well you better get palantir on the phone you better get alex carp on the phone I mean, after all, he bragged about single-handedly stopping the rise of the far right in Europe, which I guess you could say he was bragging about single-handedly bringing about the situation that now has Europe in flames, which means maybe he's 
actually sort of guilty of this. But, you know, it's a brave new world. It's a brave new world these days. So if you want to have some private corporation, international business group, use subtle but pervasive AI technology to manipulate, manufacture consent in your population, uh, you just have to deal with it now. And if the people of these countries actually oppose the demands and the policies set forth by your global government cabal, you call them far right, you claim it's Nazism, and you use every structure of the corporate and governmental establishment to crush them relentlessly. Old taboos dating back to Europe's devastating 20th century war against the Nazis and fascist Italy, meaning most voters felt you shouldn't ever you shouldn't vote ever again for the extreme right and mainstream political parties refuse to collaborate with far right groupings are gradually being eroded. What's also being eroded is your legitimacy in claiming things are far right when it's literally people who just want to live their lives. It's just people who just don't want to see their country transformed beyond recognition within a single generation. It's just the most perfectly reasonable thing that anybody, any group of people anywhere in the world has a God-given right to expect that their government not actively work for their destruction and the dismantling of their entire society. I mean, it's it's only even considered far right because it's white people. You can go to literally any other country, any country in Africa, any country in the Middle East, Going, we're being invaded. We're being colonized. We're, our politicians are colluding with foreigners to, you know, sell out our wealth. No liberal would be against that. It's because they're white people. So you're white. You're an ethnic European. You are therefore the bad guy. And if you have any policies that in any way attempt to uphold or continue the Christian fabric of your society, you are far right. You will be targeted by the AI censors. You will be shut down by the international super states like the EU and the UN. You will be demonized by the mainstream media. You will be surveilled by your own government as is happening in Germany with a party that is winning parliamentary seats but is still considered a domestic terrorist group and is being subjected to the most intense surveillance that's available to the technocratic slave state of modern Germany. In, uh, the EU's third largest economy, Italy, is run by Giorgia Meloni, head of a party with neo-fascist roots. In Finland, after three months of debate, the far-right nationalists, the Finns, recently joined the coalition government. In Sweden, the firmly anti-immigration, anti-multicultural Sweden Democrats are the second largest party in parliament, propping up the right-wing coalition government there. In Greece last Sunday, three hard-right parties won enough seats to enter parliament, while in Spain, the controversial nationalist Vox Party, the first successful far-right party in Spain since the death of fascist dictator Francisco Franco in 1975, outperformed all expectations in recent regional, regional elections. Man, the author of this article does not like democracy, folks. They are not in favor of democracy. That is for damn sure. They're in favor of subjugation. They're in favor of democracy when the majority votes in line with the corporate globalist government. Oppose them. Actually love your nation and your people. That's not democracy anymore. 
Even Germany, still so sensitive about its fascist past, uh, has now put the far-right AFD just ahead of or neck-and-neck with the Social Democrats, which is the party of the current chancellor. Last weekend, an AFD candidate won a local leadership post for the first time. They called it a political dam-breaker. This is Democracy in Action, and you know the globalists are feverishly working behind the scenes to silence the native Europeans from having their political voice. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation. And so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation. And you can make it one-time or recurring. You have a little profile there. Cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees. Then I make it 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4 sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listing more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have some breaking news to bring you here, and then we go out to your phone calls. Lots of people calling in today. Talk about all these bombshell topics. But first, let me... Maybe returning to this article, talking about the, the rise of this, the quote, the, the far right in Europe. It's just a false label. It's just as simple as I can make it. It's a false label. It's a defamatory label. It's a libelous label. This person asks, so what's happening? Are millions upon millions of European voters really swerving far right? Or is this more of a protest vote? Or a sign of the polarization between urban liberal voters and the conservative rest? And what do we mean anyway when we describe parties as, quote, far right? Wow, what a wonderful series of questions. Let me answer them for you. Are millions upon millions of Americans, uh, of Europeans voters really swerving far right? No. No, no. No, they just want basic guarantees from their government that they'll do things like protect their border 
and police crime. Now, you call that far right, which relates to this other question when they say, and what do you mean anyway when we describe parties as far right? What you mean is that they have some vested interest in self-preservation. What you mean is that it's whatever party or whatever position or whatever group of people is not going along in a blind and suicidal fashion into your insane death cult. It's pretty obvious what you mean by far right. You literally just mean people that don't want to have their lives, their nations, their families uprooted, bastardized, destroyed in the name of some global equity that serves only the richest international corporatist. That's what you mean by far right. And that should clear up all your other questions about why is this happening in Europe? Because all of your policies have failed, you idiots. So the takeaway here, I don't know who needs to hear this. This is for our audience or maybe go out and tell your friends and family. It's not far right. It's not objectionable. It's not worthy of a slur or a smear to be in favor of self-determination, to be in favor of self-preservation, to be in favor of self-defense and of honoring your history and your past, even the uncomfortable parts. It's not far right to oppose clearly detrimental, destructive, and at the very least ineffective government policies. It's not far right to love liberty, to actually have a love of and, and to truly value independence, personal responsibility, and self-determination. These things are core to what it means to be in a civilized and progressive, small p in the old sense, progressive as an advanced society so that's all we're fighting for here and they might call us names they might call us far right they call us white supremacists they can call us every name in the book the reality is that all we're doing here at infowars is maintaining the fire of liberty for the next generation shielding and attempting in some way to protect those dimly glowing embers that still hold the fire that our forefathers lit. So you can help us in this. As July 4th is Tuesday, and we celebrate Independence Day here at InfoWars by giving you the best deals possible on a wide range of incredibly powerful products. So you can ring in the 4th of July and celebrate true patriotism by supporting the number one alternative news source in the fight for truth against tyranny. We're launching some of the biggest and best deals of 2023, and you can help fund true independent media this Independence Day with massive discounts of up to 60% off of just about all of our most popular and in-demand products like BrainForce Plus, BrainForce Ultra, Prebiotic Fiber, Immune Support, Organic Greens, Fiber Caps. All of those are 50% off. You're getting 25% off Survival Shield X3, Turbo Force Plus, Vitamin D3 Gummies, Whole Food Multivitamin. All InfoWars MD products are 30% off. All Dr. Jones Natural products are 25% off. All food, water, and air filtration products are 10% off. Those are some of our the, the pricier uh, products, but... You're getting 10% off, so that's a big, big discount. There's never been a more crucial time to take a stand in the fight for our republic. And really, 
global freedom and humanity as we know it. Globalist censorship and attacks are at an all-time high in an effort to shut down your First and Second Amendments. That's why your support is so crucial. Your purchase of these products is a true 360 win. You get super high-quality items, and you help launch the InfoWar to the next level. Visit InfoWarStore.com today. Thomas Jefferson would be proud. George Washington would be in favor of you going to InfoWarsStore.com. Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, Jim Bowie. These are the types of people that would be customers of InfoWarsStore.com. I don't think I'm being flippant or disrespectful when I say that. With that, let's go out to your phone calls now. Let's go to, uh, since we've been talking about the uh, fire, the um, riots in Europe, let's go to uh, Kentucky Ape in Kentucky. You want to talk about the invasion of Europe? Go ahead, Kentucky Ape, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison. How you doing, buddy? Good, thank you. So, first of all, I want to say X2, buy it, put it in your body. You'll feel fantastic. You're welcome. Secondly, the invasion in France, I have a hard time getting any kind of sympathy for them. Africans, Middle Easterners, French people, they all smell very bad. Okay? Oh, no. They're, you don't say quite, that. They're we love France. All highly overrated. We love no, France. No, 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 no. We they love des- Africa. They deserve, they deserve what's happening to them, Harris. They, 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 they deserve what's happening to them. Not because they smell poorly, okay? Just get that out of my system. I, it's good. But look, they deserve it because they are the epicenter of leftist debauchery, okay? I can feel badly for Germany. I can feel badly for, for, for Britain. I, I cannot feel poorly for France. They deserve every bit of what's happening to them. I'm sorry. That's, that's how I feel about it. Uh, you know, I, I, I have sympathy with you. I, I get it. It's sort of, you know, what did you expect? You know, you get what you deserve. Like, I, I, I totally get that. And you see the way, I mean, you know, again, it's like people somehow don't understand how having this supposedly open and liberal society somehow leads to battalions of armed, you know, blacked out, jackbooted foot soldiers marching around your city, stomping on people. It's like, this is what you asked for. This is what you get. You deserve it. Part of me does feel that way. The other part of me feels like France is in the same boat as the Netherlands and as UK and as Ireland and as Germany where uh, the people uh, the people don't want this. It's these international uh, bodies like the EU and the UN and the World Economic Forum that's imposing this on the people. And you see that you know if, if it weren't for the intervention of these globalist groups and the technocratic control grid – France probably wouldn't be in this situation. So, I mean, is there some sympathy for the French people in all this? No, not for me. I'm sorry, <laughs> Harrison. I'm just, it's just, it, uh, you, you can't get blood out of a stone, dude. Sure. I mean, that's all there is to it. You know, when it comes down to it, I, I'm, I'm absolutely out of sympathy. I have to think about, you know, me and mine, first of all, in America, we're being invaded too. Okay. We can't ever neglect that. The southern border is an absolute mess, and if we don't do something about that, we're going to be in the same situation as everybody over there in Europe in just a few uh, a few years at best. Yeah. You know, the whole entire thing is coordinated. We know that. You know that. It's it's just it's an absolute absurdity, though, for me to expend sympathy and 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 any kind of uh, you know uh, tears towards France, though, when they are literally the epicenter of everything left. Right. Yeah, no, I hey, look, I get you. I'm not I'm not, you know, trying to tell you. I mean, we need more passion like this. We need more people, you know, feeling this way. 
at the same time, it's just, you know, you're watching Notre Dame burn and you're watching libraries burn. And it's just to me, it's just oh, sad it because hurt, man. it hurt. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's the it, it was like a high point of civilization, uh, France, in the in the last couple centuries. It really was like the peak that humanity has ever reached has taken place in some of these European cities. And it is. Pathetic and sad, and, and I think you put the, I, put, you I think you put your finger on it for me. I think you put your finger on it for me. When I actually stopped having any sympathy for France is when they burned down Notre Dame and no one did a thing about it. That's I think when I stopped. Just I, I can't do it. I, I can't expend that kind of emotion for France anymore. Sorry, but uh, I anyway, I, I love you guys at Infowars, man. Again, X two, buy it, put it in your body. You're welcome. Uh, you all have a great day. Hey, look, powerful stuff, Kentucky ape. I. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you, actually. Maybe you convinced me. Maybe I don't have sympathy for these. But I have to because it's happening here, too. Because it is happening to us. Our southern border is open, and we can try as we might to fix these things politically. But when we're being ruled by international corporations that need cheap labor and, and bring these people in, I feel a compatriotism a with French. A lot of people have asked me, why is InfoWars Store and InfoWars Life not at a probiotic for more than three years? The answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics is something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic. I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com.